The Apartment Rebellion will not be televised. Resident experience will be more than a buzzword. Staff experience will finally matter. It's happening right now. It's in the hands of the doers, the innovators, the boundary pushers, who are moving the industry forward, just like the people on this show. This is the Apartment Rebels podcast, hosted by Flamingo CEO Jude Chi. Welcome, friends of the rebellion, and may the force be with you. Okay, so have Aaron Mahone as our latest guest on Flamingo's Apartmentalized Thought Leadership and Video Series. You've already been on the panel, so we're really excited yep. to have you continue the conversation. Um, so we are going to talk resident experience and then a few other topics as well too. Okay. Um, so Aaron is the National Training Director for Campus Life and Style. That's right. Yeah. Yep. So I am really excited because you are going to bring a different angle. Um, student housing, a little bit different from multi-family. Certainly. Because students, very, 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 very different population. Very different population. Yeah. Yes. So interested to learn more about how a resident experience for the student side is different from the multi-family side. Certainly. And then what you guys do, what who the best uh, companies are or what the best do. Certainly. And then how all of that kind of plays in with the retention. Since retention for you all is also very different. Certainly. So welcome. Thank so you. Lots Thanks for having me. You, your yeah. background, Certainly. and everything else to know about you. Well, like you said, I'm Aaron Mahone, uh, yep. Campus Life and Style Director of uh, Training and Hospitality. Mm-hmm. And so, my, it, by my titles, you know, what, as it says, I focus on on the training and development side, but I also focus on the resident experience. And so, um, during uh, during our time at Apartmentalize, I focus a lot on um, speaking on the resident experience and speaking on um, how we can use data to leverage, you know, yeah. basically all aspects of what we do. But huh. um, but coming back to the to the question itself, you know, we partnered with some pretty powerhouses in the in the hospitality world, Forbes yeah. Travel Guy. Um, so I got my little Forbes pin on here because uh, um, we partnered, you know, the, the other guys that do four and five star hotels, restaurants, and spas, yeah. and they verify luxury. Quite simply, that's their tagline, they verify luxury. But they're, you know, top tier training, executive development, yeah, um, right. how to achieve the luxury experience. And so your first question of, you know, how does it differ? How does yeah. the rest of the experience differ from student housing to multifamily? The answer probably, though they're very different in our demographic, the answer is probably the, the experience that we're uh, looking to achieve is similar. Yeah. Uh, because at the end of the day, luxury experience is a luxury experience, and all it's really about is personalizing, customizing it, and making it you know something that's memorable for the end, yeah. end customer. And so, no matter really what you do, student housing, you know, Lowe's over there, everybody you know needs to focus on the personalized experience of yeah. what that brings. And so, so um, how did you actually get into the industry in the first place? Oh, certainly, yeah. yeah. So I got in the industry back in 2007. I graduated from college, and yeah. you know that graduation whiplash of wait a minute, I'm going from school to now I gotta get a big girl job. Yeah. It's like okay, I'm gonna take a year and just work at the apartment community, trying to not to ask mom for rent for a yeah. year, and nice. then we'll go for there. Yeah. I majored in broadcast news, and so I uh, was going to. Go into that industry, but mm-hmm. once I got the job at the apartment industry, I was a community assistant, as, as they're called these days, mm-hmm. um, working for my rent. Didn't even get paid back then, that's what we did. No paycheck, you just work for your rent. And it's, really? it's kind of outlawed now because labor laws <laughs> I can kind of see taxes and all those. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, so actually, what that's an interesting story. Class action lawsuit is what changed that for the 
the whole industry. Yeah. One person uh, sued and no longer doing, does anybody work for rent anymore? But back in the day, 2007, that's how I got in. I was a leasing, uh, I was a community assistant. Uh, six months later, I got leasing manager, maybe a year later, assistant manager. And then, you know what? I can't do quick math, but 13 years, yeah. 14 years from then, here I am still sitting in the industry. Yeah. Uh, what I like is that I feel like for everyone I've spoken with, very rarely has anyone been like, oh, when I was five years old, I met a property manager and it inspired me. And I was like, I wanted no. to get into property management. Not what happens. A lot of people just fall into it. So it sounds like it's the same for you. So and you stuck around. I stuck around. You know, what's interesting is you will mainly hear most everybody just fell into it because mm-hmm. there wasn't a major as a, I mean, I think major, there is a property management major in a lot of universities now, mm-hmm. but that came about less than 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, and so, so now you'll start to hear, when you come back to Carmen Lives in 10 years, you'll hear, mm-hmm. hear folks talk about, I majored in college. Yeah. Right now, you're not going to hear that because it's yeah. such a new, uh, something that even major universities are focusing on. Yeah. So, yep, so a lot of universities are starting to actually. Which is um, interesting because yeah. property management and real estate is such a foundational part of life. It's the one of the oldest industry and it's one thing that is never going, going to go away. away. Nope. Yeah. So why would we not have a you know university track yeah. in higher education that focuses on that? But that's okay because I mean it didn't stop the industry, so I feel like it's yeah. going to work from here. So we how really... do you think that's going to impact the people coming in? Is it going to be now, oh, I'm competing with someone yes. that literally studied this? Well, I, I said yes quickly and I actually yeah. backtracked that a little bit because I, I think what's going to come with it is a little bit more maybe entitlement. Like, yeah. huh. I, I know what I'm doing because I major in this, you, yeah. you know. Um, I read this in a book. I read this in a book, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, you have that in every industry. There's no threat. There is no issue with that yeah. because, as we all know, experience trumps all kinds of yeah. things. Um, but really and truly, in, in our space, it, it, it doesn't, I mean, I'm biased about a major in it, mm-hmm. but it doesn't take that. It takes the experience yeah. to know what you're doing and understanding, you know, best practices. And, and honestly, COVID has allowed us or forced us yeah. to change a lot of our, you know, be introspective a lot about mm-hmm. a lot of the way in which we approach student housing and especially the resident experience. Because yeah. that resident experience is no longer often face-to-face anymore, yeah. at least for 18 months. It hasn't been. So yeah. we've had to figure out ways to be creative about creating an experience. Yeah. And so, um, I don't know, I, 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 I uh, digress from your question, yeah. but still interesting conversation. Yeah, no, yeah. all good. Yeah. So we'd love to learn more about like campus life. So Certainly. what do you guys do? Mm-hmm. How do you guys stand out in the industry? Yeah. Um, what made you choose uh, Campus Life? Certainly. So Campus Life and Style is actually brand new uh, mm-hmm. by way of, of most of the big players in the industry. But um, we're pretty much just as competitive, if not more. Yeah. And I'll tell you kind of how we came to be. Um, our owner, he's, he's, he's a guy out of New York uh, named Elliot Tamir. Um, and Elliot's been in real estate since, geez, I mean, I can't even go back that far. Yeah. But um, he hired, you know, third-party folks to manage his real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just ironic because I worked for, I got my, my start in the industry for the third party company mm. that he was utilizing at the time. And yeah. so just five years ago, and on January the 4th of 2016, he launched Campus Life and Style. He's like, you know oh, what? Wow. You know, salute to those who I've partnered with, mm-hmm. Campus Apartments, uh, yeah. you know, but but I want to do this on my own, you know, and um, I want to venture out. I think I can do it. And so he mm. built a, a heck of a team, got a lot of um, executives from various of, yeah. of the big players in the game. And um, all, you know, everybody just came together for one common goal of doing the same thing, but with yeah. a different age. I mean, so it's in the main campus, like in the style. And that's what I was going to ask. Yes. Like, that, was, that stood out to me a lot because... 
don't know if that relates to the type of resident experience it you guys does. are looking to build. It does. Because when I see that, what I think immediately is you are all looking to build a lifestyle for your resident. So I'm curious, like, if that's true that's and what that looks like. That is okay. a fact. It is. It is very much so. Our tagline is where art meets excellence, mm. and so we aim to. You walk into any one of our clubhouses that are what we call our autograph collection, which is our mm -hmm. signature properties that are campus life and styled yeah. through and through, if you will. Um, they have a. So you'll know. Our, our kind of property, you got big chandeliers and grand spaces and marble floors and I mean that's just signature to us. Um, very much we get our, our inspiration from your boutique hotels, from your you know little Soho's and things like that and it's just it's very very it's a unique approach because we recognize very early on yeah. that hey things are shifting you know yeah. to my first point it doesn't matter really your demographic anymore you want a certain experience yeah. and so us figuring out how to deliver that you know we thought outside the box and part with their hotels, restaurants, and spas. And yeah. we said we're going to give it a shot, and and so from there, we um, you know Forbes has over 500 standards of service that says when somebody walks up, you got to stand up, greet them, mention them by name. You got yeah. five minutes to get their luggage up to, from here to their room. Very specific standards. Well, took a page out of their book and, and wrote uh, CLS hospitality. I wrote mm. um, kind of adapted from, if you will, um, some of their principles and ideals, but mm. shifted towards what we do. So yeah. some of our standards include, yeah, did you greet them? Did you stand up when they walk in? But is your Entrada dashboard clear at the end of the day? Yeah. Did you close those work orders within 24 to 48 hours? Are you hosting your resident yeah. events? You know, how was your moving experience? And so it's all encompassing as R50 standards. So just like Forbes flies there, yeah. four and five star, you know, hotels, we now designate four and five star CLS communities. Oh, wow. um, and so that's part of my role as CLS, you know, hospitality uh, director mm -hmm. in that I wrote the program, I wrote the standards, um, and I travel to each of our communities and yeah. evaluate them. And so an evaluation. Yeah. That's exactly what hotels do. Exactly so hotels have brand standard teams and their whole job is visit each individual hotel to do a checklist to see are they doing all these things that are brand standard. That's it. And then making sure that everything is implemented. It's pretty simple. If, yeah. I, if, you're, if I'm honest, and Forbes makes it even simpler by saying, mm -hmm. you know, you come in with those standards and we recommend what we call constant gentle pressure. Mm -hmm. That's it. So what is it called? Constant gentle pressure. Yes. So come up with your standards and figure out a way to constantly, mm -hmm. yet gently, yeah. Make sure that you're not letting up on those standards. And so it's so easy too. It's so easy. Yeah. I mean, you walk into Chick Fil A, everybody's drinking the uh, My Pleasure yeah. water. You walk into yeah. Moe's, everybody's drinking the Welcome Moe's uh, uh, yeah. water. So why can't we all recreate that experience? Mm -hmm. It's because we need to invest. We yeah. need to create the standards. We need to figure out what is important to us and yeah. our property identities, our uh, 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 life, our, our personality as a company, mm -hmm. and marry your standards to that. And so that's exactly what we've done at Campus Life and Style, and pretty proud of it because. Um, I mean, you start to see the results. You know, yeah. you go to the property and they get a, they get an evaluation that the property manager's not proud of. And mm -hmm. the first thing I hear is, Aaron, when do you come back to evaluate us again? You know, yeah. it, it come, they, they get empowered. They get yeah. excited. They just failed a test, if you will. Yeah. But they are excited about figuring out how to right that wrong, if you will. Yeah. Uh, and so we emphasize there's no pass fail. It's mm -hmm. just four or five stars. Yeah. And there's no recognition below that, which is, again, a page out of Forbes' book because there are no consolation prizes, you know. Yeah. There are no half points. There are no, you either did the standard or you didn't. And it's very, very black and white, just like that. So for those standards then, how did you all 
figure out like what is important because you can have a thousand standards and if you have that it's difficult to manage or implement all of them that was our so first approach you have to, oh really no, no, tell me about simplify. that simplify that was okay. our first approach like yeah. a thousand standards 500 standards that is too much yeah. so who's going to do that so our first approach was look simple 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 we're taking 50 50 yeah. standards and so a lot of us sat in a room our regional directors um, just the thought leaders you know in the company sat in a room and said what's important to you and so we decided that we were going to do 10 categories you know starts with, starts with service starts with self that is our first category because you can't serve a customer if you don't have yourself together yeah. you know if you can't divorce yourself of personal issues and things like that and really get ready for for the experience and to deliver the experience uh, you're ineffective so it starts with service starts with self it goes on to beat the greet goes on to create a thoughtful and personalized experience and then all the way with the 10 standard it ends with with uh, with uh, CLS life and those are all standards about in, internal customer standards because after all we're also customers yeah. as employees yeah. and so we run the gamut with those 50 standards I love that the staff yeah. experience is just as important it's just as important and people often forget that piece as well yeah. so so 45 of our 50 standards have, relate to the really? internal customers I love that yeah. I'm sorry I, I said that backwards 5 of our 50 standards relate um, to the customer relate to the internal customers got it yes, yes. so for the staff so you guys kind of came together as a group ask each leader to figure out What's what understand is important to them. So what were some things that were surprising or that came out of it that People are like, oh my god, we hadn't thought of that. Like, what were some of those like really cool things that came out of it? Yeah. You guys do. Yeah, really, really cool thing. Um, one of them is that every single team member walks the property once a quarter. Really? Every single team member, because what you find is that maybe maintenance eyes are the only ones on the tour path, and they yeah. see it every day, and it gets stale to them, and 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 they become blind to what's obvious. Yeah. You know, um, maybe the property manager the same, and, and the leasing professional just takes takes that same walk from their apartment to the office every single day. They don't know where trash collects in the retention ponds. They yeah. don't know where the water shutoffs are or, or things that are important on the property. And so um, it's a way to put more eyes in more places. Uh, and so that's something that actually has been uh, that in our language. Uh, we decided Forbes tells you that you know, informal language, no matter the demographic that you're serving, people yeah. people level up to the way in which you're addressing them, right? So if you say good afternoon, they might say good afternoon. But if you say, hey, they're like, what's up? You know yeah. what I'm saying? They, they level up to whatever you give them. And so, and so we really understand that. And so we've gotten rid of the words hey you guys and no problem oh, wow. those are our three curse words of campus life and style hey it's just too informal hey you know what i'm saying when somebody walks yeah. in they're far more important than a hey mm -hmm. you know um you guys first of all everybody's not a guy and secondly yeah. it's very very informal it's a way to group people together yeah. without giving effort to personalization yeah and then finally no problem suggest there was a problem or it's you know it's mm -hmm. a it's a you're welcome kind of thing that i yeah. did it you know and so we're getting away from all of that it is my pleasure and i am here to serve yeah. you and whatever you need I'm happy to get and so that's our approach and so um, I really like those two standards because they're things that you don't think are necessarily adjacent to property management especially the language and so hospitality and that's that's and we break it up into the confidential pressure I was talking about um, sure if I show up and evaluate your property you have to be prepared to, to, to ace all 50 standards but we do still do that confidential pressure by each month we take a different topic as a company and we go each week standard by standard and we focus on that standard so for example September is elevating the language and so just like I just told you about our CLS curse words we're focusing on that this yeah. month so our company initiative is we give everybody five UNO cards and by the end of the month
mom, you know, if you hear me say, hey, you guys, no problem. Hey, Jude, let me get one of your Uno cards. Yeah. By the end of that month, whoever has the most Uno cards at each property yeah. gets, gets a gift card. Oh, and wow. so I love that. Yeah. It just reinforces exactly Constant what you want to do. gentle pressure. Yeah. That's exactly what I mean. You can't just create the standard and say, here you go, I'll be there to test you. Yeah. You have to figure out a way or a mechanism to mm -hmm. constantly reinforce the standards that you've created. Yeah. And so how do you all build in uh, flexibility or innovation into this? The reason why I love this so much is because I actually had a similar job. So I used no to work for, yeah, I used to work for the Cancer Treatment Centers of America. No it's a private network of oncology hospitals. Uh, we have five hospitals around the U.S. So part of my role, I was a brand assurance manager. Oh, that's necessary. Was going to each hospital, talking to the senior leaders. But one thing we really focused a lot on was to constantly drive improvement. So we look at, hey, has XYZ Hospital come up with a new way of doing something? So let's make that brand standard across the board. So for you all, like, how do you approach that? How do you ensure that your site teams still have the opportunity to innovate and come up with new I best practices? That. I love that because, so remember we were talking about the 500 standards versus the 1,000 standards? Yeah. That was one of our reasons or our approaches to 50 because we don't want to robot, we don't want to create robots. Yeah. You know, we want to create areas for you to fill in and be yourselves and have your own individual personalities as a property yeah. and as individuals um, and create better practices to yeah. your exact point. Um, and so these standards are, are very, very bare bones. Did you use their name in an interaction? It doesn't say how many times you have to use yeah. it. It doesn't say, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it says you got to use their name, yeah. you know? Um, they just, they just stand up when they walked up, but it doesn't tell you how to start the conversation, what to say, yeah. what to, it doesn't, it doesn't write a script. It just gives you the skeletal rubric yeah. of, of what is, makes a successful interaction. Yeah. Um, and so we encourage actually fill it in. We encourage property managers to, okay, this month we'll focus on the language, but if you've noticed on your community that everybody yeah. uses the word lit all the yeah. time, well, why you add that on in there? You, you go on in and you address that concern, you know? Yeah. So we give them the autonomy to add to it, make yeah. it better, make I it property that. specific, but here's the baseline yeah, that we here's expect. A framework. Here's a framework, that's yeah. right, that's right. So then the most important question then is, what have been the results and how do you all measure that? Yeah. So it's all nice and good to have that. Theoretically, it should make a difference in how residents perceive the community, the bottom line, which is what the owner might care uh, about. Hello. Yep. yep. So how are you guys measuring that? And yep. what did you found? Great question. So uh, so last year, NAA, um, uh, we were doing uh, Campus Connect still. It was before the pandemic. Uh, February 2020 is when we had it. Um, I spoke exactly on this, and it was giving metrics and, and, and statistics. Yeah. And even this session gave some statistics, and one that comes to mind is, you know, typically companies invest in the customer experience for three reasons. Mm -hmm. Number one, they're trying to, to upsell or go to a, like sell another product at the same time. Yeah. Number two, they're trying to increase retention. And, and number three, they are trying to simply... Uh, uh, um, uh, improve the customer experience. You yeah. know, they have genuine intentions to do so. All of them recognizing that the bottom line is what's affected ultimately. Yeah. And so we build in ways like, okay, and, and Campus Life and Style, we have this, this saying, we love sayings, that says our hospitality is our offense mm. and our reputation is our defense. Or specifically online Wait, reputation. Again? Hospitality, let that be the offense. Okay. Let your online reputation or your reputation yeah. be the defense. And so what we mean by that is mm. we all get, you know, reviews and, and, and typically the, yep, the vast amount of people that are gonna leave reviews are unhappy. Yeah, they're just way more motivated. They're way more motivated. And so what I'm getting at is we have to play defense when we're responding to those mm -hmm. online reviews. But if you play enough offense yep. through your hospitality, then those few pitfalls are going to far, yeah. far, far. You're, 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 where you shine are gonna far outshine yeah. your pitfalls. Like um, me personally, like I, 
which I hate because it's I'm just like that person. I rarely leave positive reviews unless it's just like way out there where I'm motivated to go. Exactly. But when something bad happens, I'm like, damn it, I yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like they didn't give me no slack. So it's an exact same thing. So we really truly equate to answer your question more direct. We did, we equate our rep, uh, equate our reputation specifically online and things like that to our hospitality efforts. We equate, yeah. you know, move-in day. You're gonna have an apartment that you miss or yeah. a cobweb that you missed or something like that. But your hospitality, if that's your defense, if you run up the score, yeah. mom and dad are gonna be far more okay with the cobweb you might have missed yeah. if you went out of your way to make sure that the experience was yeah. good. And so that's how we, we, we measure. Yeah, sure, we have our aura scores and we have our all the data. That's, you know, we have the data. Um, of course, that's what we lean on. But truly, I'm just continuing to make it simple. Yeah. We equate it to our, to our reputation. We equate it specifically to our online reputation because that's what the demographic is utilizing. Yeah. And so when those, when I, and so our company does a huge push every single week on, on, on online reviews. Yeah. We focus on them. We know how many reviews every single property brought in. We color code it. Green is great. You got positive reviews. It bumps you up a bit. Yeah. Red means you, you fell down a bit. And yellow yeah. means you stayed flat. And so every single week it's published the entire company. Yeah. That is how we, I mean, that's very, very simple. Again, don't don't get me wrong. We have very the very, too. Yeah. very visual. We have the yeah. detailed things that we have analysts and all those kind of things. But from the surface, it's that simple. Yeah. From the surface, it's that simple. Um, and we can understand where we're faring. And of course, the retention comes into that. Of course, you know, um, um, you know, moms and dads and feedback and all, you know, there's so many layers that are into it, but just trying to make it simple, your reputation reflects your hospitality yeah. efforts. So I love this. So say I am a VP of operations, I am a property owner, and I listen to this and I'm like, hey, oh my God, I need to implement standards across my portfolio. Yes. How, where do I start? Where do you start? What do I do in the middle? Yep. How do I get to where you guys are at? Literally sit down at a table with the people who you believe are your thought leaders. Yeah. Ask them what is important on a, on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. What is important that we that we that we make sure happens in our property. Let's just start with daily. Yeah. You know, let's start with one 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 small approach. Okay. Somebody is walking up to you. What do you expect your employees to do when somebody is taking a tour from start to finish? You have that conversation. They say, well, they need to use their name. They need to do that. Oh, 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 standards, standards, standards. Yeah. You know, we love to say welcome home when you walk into the model, you know, welcome home. You know, that's that we haven't made that a standard, but 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 it's something that again kind of makes feel like, oh, I'm here. I'm yeah. here. I'm at home. You know, that's yeah. an association associative word. But my point is, um, is is you first thing you do is get people who, who are your thought leaders in a room, ask yeah. them what's important to you and your firm. Yeah. The second thing that you do is you introduce that very very methodically and digestibly to your to your you know to your audience to your employees. And what I mean by that is, like I said, our 50 standards. I wish I brought one, but our 50 standards. It's a nice flip book. Yeah. The first, the first page is lays out what the program is. The second page is 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 um, category number one. You know, and it's like 10, 11 pages, five standards each page, very easily to, easy to digest, and you and you implement that. So for my company, we took a year and we went to every property and we trained every property. We actually did that twice. Every single property got trained. Formerly by Forbes Travel Guide, we invested. Oh, wow. That's like to the tune of five thousand dollars a training. Wow! Um, so every property got trained by Forbes Travel Guide in year one. Okay, year two, um, I said, okay, I'm gonna take a stab, and that's when we actually sat down. And we wrote our standards. So, so, so let me back up then. Year one is do your research. Yeah. Partner with some people who know what they're talking about and understand the way they do it. Yeah. Year two should be figure out what's important to you, mm-hmm. um, and and spread that to the masses and begin your training yeah. and implementation process. I like that approach, like. Figure out what is out there, who's doing it, who's well, doing it before you 
like, okay, well, this is what it's Your diligence. Says. I mean, that's yeah. just, that should always be step number one. Do your yeah. diligence. Step two is write what's important to you, mm-hmm. train it. And then step three is test it. I hate that word, evaluate it. You know, it's yeah. a little bit better. Um, but that's 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 the reality. People respond to, like I told you, you know, they don't get demotivated. They say, when are you coming back again? You yeah. know, because it's all about the approach. It's not a gotcha moment. Yeah. And we always frame it in that way. So I'll go and I'll evaluate a property. I'll come back and I'll write up the entire report that comes up with all the standards. But I also do a property photo tour. Yeah. And I go all, all the goods, bads, and ugly. I go from, I, I call it my slow walk. From, I mean, one corner of the property to the next. And you will have pages of photos that, that walk you through it. So that in a year from now, when I come back and reevaluate you know uh, we know where the areas where the sore spots were we know we need to improve on so so we have something very you know tangible to reference yeah um, and, and so people get motivated by that honestly and so we always say we sit them down a week later after I evaluate and say it's not a gotcha moment you know yeah. this is just because yeah, somebody else's eyes yeah. yeah exactly and so people get at ease and they understand okay okay I'm not in, I'm not in trouble you know yeah. because that's important making sure they understand this is not a ha moment that's and that was a big part of our uh, of our the culture of this program it yeah. has to be very nurturing. It has to be very much so. Like I said, constant gentle pressure. It has to be very much so. I'm in the trenches with yeah. you. I'm going to sit at the front desk with you, and I'm going to yeah. stand up, and I'm going to lead by example because that's how you get rid of the oh shit moments. They're here yeah. to evaluate, and I'm tested, and I'm going to you know that's yeah. how you get rid of it. You're, you're, you're a team member. And it's so easy for someone to feel that way. That's because right. If you have these people in suits like show up, it's just that's like, right. Uh, well, exactly. Corporate is here. Corporate to- is here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I mean, that's important. You just you said it though. Suits. So I make yeah. a point. I go on site. You know. But, but we do, because I told you earlier about, you know, Campus Life and Style and our elevated experience we try to attain. Uh, we do like to have the more professional, like even our LPs in suits for yeah. autographed properties. But if it's not an autographed property, it's, it's important to know your time and place. And it's like, yeah. it doesn't mean you can't deliver the same luxury service, yeah. but to the point of the buy-in, I'm not going to go in and listen. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, yeah. But I'm not going to go in and look like somebody that, you know, is authoritative. It yeah. is important time and place, and it is important to make make your employees feel comfortable with the process that you're implementing. And so um, it's been well-received, the slowest. The, the, the most difficult part of the process for us, we're now in year, we're going into year three of CLS Hospitality. Yeah. The most difficult thing for us has been, um, it's such a new program. I have a team of three mm-hmm. um, and we're a training team and hospitality. Training and hospitality. So my, my team really focuses on the training and development side of I, you know, develop the hospitality side. Uh, but the biggest pitfall has been, you know, manpower. We have yeah. 39 properties um, and I got to 13 of them. I mean, I got to all 39 yeah. this year, but I didn't evaluate all 39 because I was doing training at some point. So, you know, you got to train at the same time as you're also evaluating. You can't, when we get new properties, I'm not going to go evaluate you if you yeah, have not been yeah, thoroughly trained, you know. Yeah. So, so I've been to all the properties, but I only got to evaluate 13 of them. And so I'm now in the evaluation process. How do I scale? You know, how do I scale? Of course, more people, but more people comes... A lot more admin, but it also comes with a variant of of, of evaluation, you know. And so, so that's one thing I've been talking with Forbes recently about. Um, how do you how do you scale? You have a lot of different trainers. Y'all go around the country. How you know? I mean, how is one person doesn't doesn't evaluate differently from the other? And their answer is very simple. It's simple. It is objective. Yeah. You know, it is, and all the standards should be. And so it's like, okay, you're right. You're right. You know, yeah. I mean, it shouldn't be. Did you stand up? Yes. That is the point. That is the point. And so, but I guess where I'm getting at more is like the, the the things that are 
maybe not not evaluated like the photo tool like things to look yeah. for you know yeah the new ones yeah so so that's what I want to make sure that we all as a team get on the same page and we will produce a consistent uh, evaluation no matter who does it and so that's really we actually are in the, in the talks of maybe even hiring one person that is solely dedicated just for evaluations and that way it frees me up a bit to also do evaluations but to also spread myself across the company um, to, to make myself available for more things because it's a big job training and development plus hospitality the, yeah. the big focus that we put on oh wow that's a lot to unpack. <laughs> a lot, a lot, so, a lot. So, from like the resident side, so besides like the reflection and reviews, like have you guys seen a bump in everything else, whether it's the ability to raise rents, um, your um, feed, direct feedback from residents or something else? Like how have you guys seen other parts that show like, hey, this is working? This is working, right. I mean, I, honestly, I tell you, you know, we're in year three <laughs> and COVID was half of that, you yeah. know? And so, yeah. so it's been a little bit. doesn't count. Doesn't count, right? It doesn't count. And so, and so with that, it's, it's just like, you know, rephrase the end of that question so I make sure I hit that. I, I lost the end of the question. Yeah, so part of it is, what else have you guys said? Oh, like, so how else yeah. have you seen other aspects? Yeah. So what I was getting at, and so nobody wants to raise the rents, right? You know I mean, yes, we're all achieving rent growth. Yes, yeah. we're achieving rent growth, but it's minimal. You know, we're, 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 we're reading the room, if you will. Um, but there are, there are, I mean, they're just not coming off the top of my head. I'm just trying to remember that slide that I gave all the stats on the areas in which it's impacted. Yeah. And so I'd be glad to do a follow-up with, with, with some of those things, but definitely, definitely, definitely um, reputation. Yeah. There are other areas. Our, you know, the retention is another one. It's a big one. Yeah. But we just haven't we haven't been added long enough to be able to do that data. You know, um, you know, to retrieve that data about you know from uh, this year. This was our retention over the next five years. You yeah, know, increase or did this, but and of course, COVID just threw it off. And yeah. so there's a lot of variables that we have to. So have what to, you're saying is, I need to reach out to you in like two years to say, hey, let's do part two. Let's do part two. That's yeah. exactly right. That's, but it's going very very well. You know, the first yeah. thing we have to get is buy-in. That's mm-hmm. uh, with anything that you roll out. That's is buy-in, especially yeah. a robust program that is, is one that's, that I've you know been articulating. Mm-hmm. And so the buy-in is great. The buy-in is there. Um, I mean, it's not 100%. You still have your managers who are like, I'm not doing a staff meeting this week. And the staff meetings are where they actually do the hospitality portions as yeah. well. And so it's like, okay, but you're doing your, your team a disservice by not doing that staff meeting because they're still going to be held to the, to, into account when it comes yeah. to being responsible for knowing that standard or yeah. reaching that standard. And so, um, and so the buy-in is still important. We're still working on it a little bit, but I've seen increase. I have seen increased buy-in for our September language game, you know, year one, maybe 10 properties participated, yeah. year two, 20 properties participated because, you know, we don't like to do the whole, this is mandatory yeah. or you must know, if you pass the test, you pass, if you don't, you don't, but here's how to pass the test. Yeah. Implement this program, implement your constant gentle, gentle pressure and, mm-hmm. you know, but it's up to you, the property manager, yeah. it's, you are the boss of your community, it's up to you. Yeah. You know? So then going forward, like what are you guys planning and do you see more communities like adopting something like this? Absolutely. I mean, like I said, this is year two of me being asked to come back and speak the same language uh, at, at a big conference like this because it's catching on like wildfire. Yeah. People are realizing that that people are no longer buying a product. They are buying an experience. Yeah. I mean, Harvard Business Review calls it experience economy. It yeah. is a multi-billion dollar I- I- yeah. industry. And Harvard Business Review, they, they call it, the, it's the sum of all experiences yeah. is the customer. The sum of all 
interactions with the company yeah. is the customer experience. And so where a lot of companies go wrong is they take a siloed approach mm -hmm. to, oh, we need a man, we need a master lease, we need a master how to take this tour. Yeah. No, 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 because once they're a resident, if you if Everything you don't do the same thing, like yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so some of all interactions is yeah. the experience. And so that's what's up from here. I think customer yeah. service is siloed in the thing of the past. Mm -hmm. I think the customer experience is the thing of the future. Yeah. You're gonna see a lot more people and a lot more spaces that didn't used to focus on it, focus yeah, on it. And I know yeah. that from the demand of you know people asking me yeah. how we've created this magic. Yeah. And, and I always uh, say is resident experience, think about it from what would happen if Apple was in property management? <laughs> so Apple, the company, people, when Apple releases a product, people line up two days beforehand because they know yes. it is going to be amazing. Yes. And how they do it is they just have a seamless experience across every product. Every and there's product. a reason behind that people are super, super loyal to that. That's so funny that you use that exact analogy because in my in my presentation yesterday, um, you know, I talked about the Venn diagram of what creates the experience. Mm -hmm. and that's the people, the prospect, the pro the product, and the brand. Yeah. People, product, and the brand, and and yeah. and the and the experience. And so, um, and and so with that, with Apple, you know, you know, you're gonna walk in. They're gonna have the yep. Apple T-shirt on. You know, they're gonna be tech geniuses. Yep. You know, your, your thing is gonna be fixed, and you're not gonna have any yep. issues. You you know the product. You yep. know what it is from from iPhone to computer. Yep. You know what it is. When it comes to the process, people, product, process. You know what it is. You can get on there to create a support ticket. Yep. You can. I mean, everybody knows what to expect. Yeah, it's just they have created the experience. Experience. And so they are at the center of Venn diagrams when yep. it comes to customer experience. And they can charge thirty percent more. They can charge. Pay for it. Absolutely, and you know, <laughs> statistics show that that businesses can charge. Uh, people will pay. I mean, the average for any business, not yeah. just Apple, people pay seventeen percent more yeah. if they are going to receive an experience. Seventeen yep. percent yep. more if they're going to receive an yep. experience, and your attention rate. See that louder for the owners. Way, way in the back. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. And so it's just like, why are we all investing yep. in this powerful, powerful tool? Yeah, we have all these. You know, the, the reason for our trade shows because we come up with all these different new gimmicks, if you yeah. will, all these new ways to approach yeah. it. But fundamentally, it's the experience. It's the experience. Yeah. Like, all these things are cool, all these companies are cool, and all, all the things, you know, the technology is, is just evolved in my time yeah. in the industry. But it is a reality that yeah. we got it. We should focus with the basics and yeah. invest because if we don't do that, we're not going to get it in the culture. Awesome. Well, Aaron of Campus Life, really appreciate having yeah. me on. I yeah. learned a lot. I'm <laughs> really excited because Good. your job is literally what I well, do. Well, you used to do that. Yeah. Fantastic. I yeah. love it. I love it. I love it. Well, thank yeah. you so much, dude. Thank I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, fist bump. Yeah, fist bump. Yeah.